Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash. And you're listening to episode 167 of the Chat Disney podcast. So welcome back to another episode. And this week, I'm very excited because Tash and I are going to be revisiting a topic that we haven't spoken about for a little while. And I'm going to be sharing a bit of an update on my plans for my big Walt Disney World holiday that's taking place in September of this year. At the end of today's episode, we're also going to be giving you our thoughts at Elementals, which is the brand new Disney Pixar movie we've just found out is coming to cinemas in 2023. Or is it coming to cinemas? That is definitely something to be discussed. But before we head into all of that, let's have a quick look at what's happening in the world of Disney this week. So first of all, heading over to Walt Disney World for some parks news and hurrah, so exciting. If you have little children who enjoy dressing up as their favorite princes and princesses, the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique will be reopening later on this year, which is amazing. And Disneyland Paris 30th anniversary merchandise has arrived to Walt Disney World. That's right. I am not wrong. You did hear me correctly. You can purchase the Disneyland Paris 30th merchandise at Sparkle, which is the boutique that's situated in the France Pavilion at Epcot. Now that should all make sense. And some of the merchandise that's available includes a hoodie, a cap and a T-shirt. And final bit of Walt Disney World news for you all this week. Harmony Barbershop is set to reopen on the 31st of July this year. And this is, of course, the barbers that's situated on Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom. And lots of families enjoy going to Harmony Barbershop for their children's first haircuts because they will give your baby a little bit of a snip. So Tash, maybe you need to take Theo over to Harmony Barbershop for his first haircut. I would absolutely love that. I mean, it's a long way to go and he doesn't have any hair at the moment to be snipped, but I'll definitely keep it in mind for when that time comes. And heading over to our other American park, Disneyland, and good news for all you Fantasmic fans because the Fantasmic dining packages are returning to the Hungry Bear and River Belt Terrace. At the moment, we don't have any news about Blue Bayou, but I'm sure hopefully that will follow soon, fingers crossed. I'm sure as well. And, you know, the world is getting back to normal, normal-ish. And lots of people have been enjoying Disney trips. And last week, the Prince of Monaco, Prince Albert of Monaco, actually visited Disneyland Paris with his two daughters. So who knows? Perhaps we'll see Harry and Meghan in Walt Disney World sometime soon. Watch this space. Absolutely. And some Marvel news, not my favourite topic here. Um, But the She-Hulk trailer has dropped for all of you that are interested. So yeah, check that one out. And Loki season two will also start filming soon with the entire cast. And this comes after Marvel confirmed that Loki was their most watched TV series to date. Very nice. And from one topic that Tash does not enjoy to another topic that Tash does not enjoy, a little bit of Star Wars news for you all this week. It's been confirmed that Taika Waititi is definitely going to be the next director for the next Star Wars movie, whenever that is. And we don't know just yet if this movie is going to be as part of the wider Skywalker saga 
all we know is that he is definitely going to be directing it, which I'm really, really looking forward to. Taika Waititi is definitely a favorite director of mine. The Mandalorian season three has been confirmed. It will be returning to Disney Plus. So if you are a big Mandalorian fan, as I myself am, this is fantastic news. And final bit of Star Wars news for you all as well. Lucasfilm have stated, and this is a big one, that they will no longer recast existing characters in the sort of Star Wars universe with new, younger actors. So if we think about something like Solo, which was the kind of prequel Han Solo movie where we saw a completely different actor from Harrison Ford portray that character, Lucasfilm say, don't worry, that's never going to happen again. Very interesting. I don't know if that means that they are done with the Skywalker saga or if it means that they're going to be using CGI in the future. We've seen them do this with Princess Leia and also more recently in The Mandalorian with Luke Skywalker himself. I don't know, but you heard it here first. Lucasfilm have said they will no longer recast existing characters with new younger actors. I think this is a pretty big deal. Hmm, yes, which doesn't really mean anything to me, to be completely honest. But uh, I can appreciate for a lot of people this is probably a big thing. And finally today, some general movie news. So very excitingly, Hocus Pocus 2 will be released on the 30th of September. So we can enjoy it for a whole month before Halloween. So we can really gear up to the big event this year. And we've also had the first look at the new Disney Pixar film, Elemental. And that will be coming in 2023. And will it be coming to Disney Plus only? Who knows? at this moment in time and what I'm really pleased about is Lightyear is marking the first Pixar film to receive a cinema release since the beginning of the pandemic and I actually know this is going to happen this time because I drove past the local cinema here the other day and I saw the poster outside so there's no changing that so I'm very very pleased. Me too. And as I mentioned at the beginning of today's episode, we are going to be giving you our thoughts on Elemental as we dive into a first look. But before we do that, let's get into today's topic. We're going to be having a bit of a recap on my Walt Disney World travel plans. So I can't really remember what I've shared, what I haven't shared on the podcast in terms of my planning up to date. I think the last time I mentioned this to you, Tash, I think the last time we spoke about it, I just kind of booked the trip and that was it. I haven't really given it any more thought. Yeah, definitely. So I think for our listeners, as well as for me, I'm quite keen to know what you've planned and what you've still got to do at the moment. So just to recap for our listeners, remind us exactly or roughly when you're going and where you're staying. Yeah, I'm not going to say exactly when I'm going and where I'm staying in case like some lunatic comes to my room, but I'll give you a a rough inclination. I mean, if I wanted to do early check-in on the app and I would have my room number already, which is wild. So I I haven't done that and definitely won't be sharing that. But anyway, so I am going to Walt Disney World for 14 nights, which I know for our American listeners is going to sound extreme, but it's it, it's very weird. And, and Tash and I have spoken about this on the podcast before. There's this really strange sort of rite of passage almost for British families to go and do the big Walt Disney World Universal ho- holiday for two weeks. It's really, really strange. And I, I'm really not making this up. Like if you go on the UK Disney holidays website, all you will be served is travel information for Disneyland Paris, Walt Disney World and Disney Cruise. Tash was a very 
lucky child and her family broke this rule and did take her to Disneyland in California. So, you know, people do do it. People do venture out of, you know, to other Disney parks. But generally for the British public as a whole, it's, it's you know, a weekend or a week at Disneyland Paris, a two-week holiday to Walt Disney World or, you know, for some families at Disney Cruise. That's kind of it. So I just wanted to caveat that because I know that we have a lot of American listeners and I know that at first glance, 14 nights sounds excessive. Um, but Tash, you'll back me up. Like, it's pretty normal, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think especially when you consider, you know, how many parks, then you've got water parks and then I'm assuming you're probably doing Universal as well. So there's another two parks. So yeah, I think that 14 days, you want to have some pool days. It is a holiday as well, right? So I think that 14 days is is good. I wish I'd gone for 14 days rather than eight. Well, you can go again, you know, you have a child now, which, you know, you can go to Disney without a child. That's what I'm doing in September, but you definitely have an excuse to go back. So that's what we're doing. 14 nights, end of September. Why did we pick September? I have never been to the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. And if you've been a listener of the Chat Disney podcast since the beginning, you'll know that I have done food and wine in Anaheim. And my hypothesis was correct. I suspected that it would be my most favorite thing of all time. And it was. So I definitely want to try out the Epcot one. So that's that's why we're going at that time. Also, as, as we always joke that Tash is Miss Christmas and I'm Miss Halloween. I love all things Halloween. So to be able to go to, you know, Orlando, America loves Halloween. And, you know, I, I'm sad I'll miss that Hocus Pocus um, debut. I might have to spend a day in the hotel on Disney Plus watching Hocus Pocus too. But anyway, there we are. So two weeks, end of September, beginning of October, I'm staying at Coronado Springs, which is one of the Disney moderate resorts. And I appreciate that Disney pricing is astronomical at the moment and moderate resorts are not accessible for everybody. So I do want to also just um, explain that when I booked my holiday at the beginning of this year, there was an amazing package that was on for UK guests where if you stayed at a Disney resort, you got a dining credit. So obviously the Disney dining plan is still not back. I suspect we will see it return in 2023, but watch this space. Nothing's confirmed. But I did get, I think it's $850 worth of food. So I kind of take that off the cost of my holiday. And then it meant it was like the same price basically to stay at value as it was to stay at a moderate. So that's kind of how I've justified that expense. And the Coronado Springs is a hotel that I think will work very well for me and for my family. It's obviously just myself and Grumpy that are going He's not a big Disney fan. And the Coronado Springs Resort is very, very popular with business professionals. It's got a convention center there. There's a gym. I think it's the only moderate to have a gym. And it's got a bit more of a grown-up adult atmosphere. So that was the reason that we chose Coronado Springs. Yeah, I think a great choice. I think considering that you are going with someone who is not typically a Disney fan, I think that Coronado Springs is a great shout so let's talk a little bit more about your plans. I actually think the last thing we spoke about in terms of your Walt Disney World trip was whether you were going to do character dine or not with Grumpy. So what happened with that decision? Did you make any decisions as to whether that is something you're going to do or not? That's a very good question. And you're right. That is the last thing we discussed. So character dining is actually not back at Walt Disney World just yet. So even if I make a reservation for a character dine restaurant, there's no guarantee that when I go in September, it will be a character dine 
restaurant or not at that time. As I say, none of them are at the moment. So at the moment, I actually can't make that decision. But what I thought we could do is walk through the Disney park reservations that I have at the moment. And whilst I can't book my dining reservations just yet, because I'm not quite 90 days out, I do have, of course I do, I do have a spreadsheet that details what dining reservation I'd like to get. And so I've got it all kind of ready to go so that when I get to that 90 day, you know, crazy Glastonbury ticket-esque moment, I've got it there and I can make sure I like try and get the right booking that I wanted because the bookings are wild right now. I've got a really good friend who actually just got engaged in Walt Disney World. Big love to Dan and George. And I spoke to them about the dining reservations and there were a few that they couldn't get and they logged on 90 days out. Like it is absolutely wild. So hopefully if we do this, it will answer your question about character dine as well. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I'm really excited to know what you've got planned. Um, And also this will give us an idea of your itinerary for what park you're going to day by day. And also when you're going through this, talk a little bit about why you're going to that restaurant. If you've been there before, what has sort of made you book that restaurant? Cool. I'm very excited. I haven't booked anything yet, Tash. Plan to book. You know what I mean. What you're planning to book. (laughs) Why I hope. So first of all, full disclaimer, and I feel like I'm going to really ruffle some feathers here and some American guests are going to be guests, listeners are going to be really annoyed. I obviously have a 14 day ticket because that's what we buy in the UK. We we normally, there's normally a really good deal where you get a 14 day ticket for the price of seven. and, And that's what we got as part of our package. So obviously I'm entitled to make 14 days worth of park reservations, even though, as Tash said, I might go to Universal. I will definitely go to Blizzard Beach, Typhoon Lagoon. I might have a pool day. I might go to the outlets, but I can book 14 days worth of Disney parks. So I've definitely done that, which I know is really bad, but I have, I have done that to give us flexibility. You know, we might want to pop in and watch the fireworks one night or whatever. So, okay, so just to clarify, are you booking with maybe the intention that you won't turn up to some of these? Because when I did Walt Disney World, I think there were some restaurants, if I didn't go to them, I would be charged. Like it was, I think it was like 10 or $15 or something. Is that still a thing? Okay, so that is a thing. Very good point. I'm talking about Disney park reservations when I say I've made all the bookings. So this is like, do I want to go to Epcot? Do I want to go to Magic Kingdom? But to your point, yes, I might not turn up. But I don't think there's any repercussions. I don't, I, if there is, please let us know because I have no idea. Yes, on the dining reservations, which I'll get to shortly after, you're 100% spot on. It's, it's really bad. It's, well, it's not actually because otherwise, you know, you'd never get a booking, but it is bad if you forget and you miss your dining slot. So it's $10 per person. So if you're a family of four and you forget you've got a dining reservation and you don't show up, that is a $40 fine, which is quite a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. But I do think it's good that they do that because, like you say, some of these reservations at the moment are like gold dust. And you would have people just booking sort of here, there and everywhere and then probably not turning up or, you know, like changing their plans last minute. So I can understand why they do that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So we'll go. Well, how do you want to do it, Tash? Do you want, shall I say each day and then like the, the reservation I'm hoping to get and then the dining reservation or the I've, I've got my park reservation. So the park reservation I have and then the dining that I want to get. 
yeah, do that. And then also for that day, if you've got any other specific plans um, that kind of wouldn't be sort of your standard, you know, go on rides, meet characters, that sort of thing, if there's anything else that you're particularly planning. Okay, cool, cool. We can do this. We can do this. Okay. So I arrive on a Saturday and we're going to be arriving quite late. But as I say, I don't want to waste the park reservation. So I've actually booked the Magic Kingdom for that first day because you never know, I might want to see the fireworks. Realistically, I don't think that's going to happen. So the dining reservation that I would love to get is Morimoto Asia, which is a sushi restaurant that's situated in Disney Springs. I've never been to Morimoto Asia. I actually am not sure if it was there when I last went to Walt Disney World. But the reason that I really want to go is because I absolutely love Japanese cuisine. Like it's my absolute favorite. And I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I watch maybe 20 hours a week of Disney food blog and various other Disney YouTube accounts. And Morimoto Asia is one that comes up a lot. And as I say, for somebody that just loves Japanese cuisine, it's in Disney Village or Disney Springs rather. So it's, you know, I, I figured Disney Springs might be a nice thing to do for the day we get there. Um, you said to mention other things as well. We potentially may hire a car for the beginning of the holiday for two reasons. One, we do have a coach included in our package. It's obviously not the Magic Express, but I get really badly travel sick. It's got a lot worse. I was actually physically sick on my honeymoon recently on a boat. It's definitely getting worse and worse. So I'm thinking a coach is probably not a good idea. Second reason, because we don't have a dining package, breakfast is a meal that I'm a little bit concerned about because I don't really want to be paying like $15 a morning for Mickey Waffles. So we were thinking we might go to Walmart or Walgreens, whatever the nearest supermarket is and stock up on like breakfast items for the room. So yeah, that's my plan for the Saturday. That sounds smart. I think that sounds like a very good first day plan. Um, yeah, if I was staying on set, I'd definitely just do Disney Springs that on that first day. Reminds me of when I used to go to California and our first day, we'd always do downtown Disney and do like a restaurant there. So yeah, I think that is a very solid plan. And yeah, well mentioned as well about the breakfast. I think that's a very good idea because that is where your money is going to quickly shoot up if you are buying breakfast on top all day. Yeah, day. for sure. For sure. And like, you know, we're very lucky actually I say that don't don't be careful what you wish for because it is changing but we did always used to get breakfast included at Disneyland Paris so I think for UK guests that have visited Paris a lot like remember you don't you don't get breakfast you don't get anything right you don't even get your park tickets included it's very different from Disneyland Paris and I think breakfast is one of those items that you forget about but as you say Tash it can build up really quickly so the Sunday is our first proper day and Tash you could probably guess which park I've done a reservation for. Magic Kingdom? Yeah, it has to be, right? And Sunday is actually a pretty good day for Magic Kingdom as well in terms of crowd levels. So I have actually checked those like Walt Disney World crowd calendar things. Um, There's one called like touring plans or something. And I have had a look at their crowd calendar, although it seems like Walt Disney World just has constant crowds at the moment. But apparently Sunday is a good day to go to the Magic Kingdom. So that's why we've got that one. And for dinner, I would love to be able to get a reservation at Be Our Guest. The reason that I want to go there is that I've never been. So I know I talk about this all the time, but I missed New Fantasyland in Magic Kingdom by about a month when I went in 2012, which was very disappointing. I know that 
people say be our guest has gone downhill and I know one of the complaints that you had about it Tash when you went was that it was like a quick dime feel and that didn't feel right in that really amazing grand setting so that's the reason that I want to go at dinner time because it's proper table service that said it is very expensive and you know if you could just go in the day why would you pay more I guess I'm hoping that the experience will be better but I totally appreciate that people say it has gone downhill in recent years yeah, definitely. I think if I was, I mean, I I think now I've done lunch there, I probably wouldn't go again, even for the evening. So I would be very, I'm, yeah, I want to, I hope you do go for the evening because I really want to be able to compare notes on that experience. We'll see. We'll see if I can get that reservation. We'll see how much it costs as well. I had these like delusions of grandeur that this 850 dining credit would like pay for all our meals and like my husband did the maths. He was like, we'll be lucky to still have a dollar left at the end of the first week. Like it is so expensive Disney food, but anyway. So that brings us to the Monday. And I, f- I feel like I've, so normally I would go Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom. That's just the way that we've always done it. Order of release, if you will, chronological order. But as I say, I have been really careful and I have looked at crowd calendars and actually done some research into this. So it's very method- methodical. So Monday, we're actually going to Hollywood Studios. I don't have a dining restaurant per se that I would like to get a reservation for at Hollywood Studios, but I do want to get an Ogre's Cantina booking for drinks. And I think that that first trip to Hollywood Studios will predominantly be spent in Galaxy's Edge. That will be where we head first. We'll get there for rope drop. We're very lucky because we are staying at Coronado Springs. We will be able to get into the park a couple of hours earlier than the general public. So we'll go straight to Galaxy's Edge. We'll get on Rise of the Resistance and also Smuggler's Run and then hopefully get an Ogre's Cantina booking. And then if we get to do other attractions that day, great. But the sole purpose of that Monday will be Galaxy's Edge. I think that's a really good idea. I think, especially considering, you know, like queues and things like that, and you don't know how long you're going to have to be waiting for for these rides. Um, So yeah, I think that's a really smart idea. It takes away the pressure off the rest of the day. And again, that's the benefit of having 14 weeks, isn't it? But yeah, as someone who is not a Star Wars fan, Ogre's Cantina was one of my highlights of the trip. I loved it there so much, like the atmosphere and everything and the drinks, like it's such a cool place. And I think that we both know that despite the fact that he does not love Disney, Chris is a Star Wars fan and he will really enjoy that. Yeah, I think so. It's like a nice day for him with like a real Star Wars focus. So yeah, Star Wars day, if you will. Then we move on to the Tuesday and we will, we have a park reservation for Animal Kingdom on the Tuesday. And I would love to be able to get a reservation for Yak and Yeti. I've never been to Yak and Yeti, but again, it's one that people talk about a hell of a lot. Um, I know there's probably people like, hey, what are you going to eat for lunch and dinner and stuff like that? We'll get to that. I'm just talking about those dining reservations that you have to book 90 days out at this point. But don't worry, the, the, the day is young. The episode is young. We'll get to all the other stuff um, a bit later on. But yeah, for dinner... I would really love to get a Yak and Yeti reservation. I know they're very difficult to get hold of. I'm very excited because it's sort of Asian fusion cuisine. And my husband and I love Asian food. Obviously, when Tash lived in Shanghai, we went to visit her and the food was absolutely to die for. And I think that's where we realized that Asian is, I know Asian covers so many different areas, but 
Chinese, Japanese, these kind of, um, you know, noodle dishes, that sort of stuff are, are definitely our kind of favorite, favorite foods. Um, so yes, that is Tuesday's plan. Nice. I think that's again a very good plan. I think we did the the yak and yeti um quick dine and that's where I got that veggie tikka masala, which I made for you when we did be our guest last year. And oh, that was one of the best things I ate that whole trip. So yeah, very good choice. Yeah, and and good shout mentioning the the quick dine as well. There are a few restaurants at Walt Disney World that have quick dine versions as well. So I I know that a lot of the resort hotels will have like a quick dine version of their table service restaurant. Also Wolfgang Puck in Disney Village, Disney Springs. I keep saying Disney Village. It's because I'm trying really hard not to say downtown Disney, (laughs) Um, Disney Springs. There's a Wolfgang Puck and then there's also a Wolfgang Puck Express. And the food is, you know, it's not the same experience, obviously, but the food is just as good. So yeah, very good shout Tash. And then moving on to the Wednesday, Wednesday, um, we will be going to Epcot. So that will be the final park. And we would love to have dinner at La Celia. So I've actually never eaten at La Celia. It's obviously in the Canada Pavilion. And the reason that I've never eaten there is because I'm not that into steak. And it's obviously a steakhouse predominantly. And my husband absolutely loves steak. So again, this is like, apparently it's meant to be the best steak on property. He loves steak. So it's a bit of a no brainer. And I'm very curious to see what it's like. Lots of Disney fans talk about La Celia an awful lot. We know our friend Ryan at the Theme Park Trader podcast talks about it a hell of a lot. And there's that hilarious video. There's the YouTube video. I forget what the movie is, but it's a, a wartime sort of Nazi movie. And there's an actor playing Adolf Hitler and someone's like dubbed it that it's like he couldn't get a reservation for La Celia and he's like really angry and it's very amusing. And if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend you go and check it out. But yeah, first day at Epcot, it will be difficult for me because it will be food and wine. But I think my main sort of priority that day will be rides. So definitely trying to get on the new Guardians roller coaster that launched this week. Very exciting. Or will launch this week, I should say. So Cosmic Rewind. And I'm quite fortunate that one of the other big e-ticket attractions will be Ratatouille. And I don't really need to go on that because it's exactly the same as Disneyland Paris. It's even in French because it's the French pavilion. They kept the original French from the original attraction. So yeah, I'll definitely be hitting up Guardians. I'll definitely be hitting up Frozen because I've not been on that yet. So yeah, that's Wednesday. Mm, good plan. I think, yeah, I feel like with that, I think, yeah, good to dedicate a day just to doing attractions and things and then another the whole day for for food and wine. But yeah, again, the Celia is one that people kept recommending to me, but I was like, I'm a vegetarian. It's just going to be completely wasted on me. Um, but I have heard very good things. And I'm sure that, again, I predict that that might be a highlight for Grumpy as well. Oh, definitely. And for me, it's the mac and cheese that draws me there. So yeah, I agree. If it was just steak, I definitely think it'd be wasted on me anyway. But because Grumpy's only love steak and there's mac and cheese, I'm very excited. And then the Thursday, I have got a park reservation for Magic Kingdom because I'm greedy and I've booked a park reservation for every single day of our trip. But I think we'll probably go to Typhoon Lagoon on that day. We'll have done all four of the parks. I know that Grumpy loves water parks, which is really strange because I'm not that into them. And for some reason, 
that he did go to a lot of water parks growing up, even though he didn't really go to theme parks or certainly didn't go to Disney parks. So I think that it will slot in quite nicely after four days of, of parks just to, you know, get on the rubber ring and go around the lazy river or in the wave pool. And then for dinner, I preliminarily, I would like to book Raglan Road, which I know is a bit of a strange choice. But again, it's one of those ones where it's in Disney Springs, not Village, and therefore, I think that ties in really nicely with Typhoon Lagoon. But also, it's, it's one of those restaurants that just so many people have recommended. And I would never have considered Raglan Road as an option for a meal. It's like an Irish pub. Obviously, we're British. You'd be like, why on earth would you go there? But I've seen some of the food and it just looks like mouthwatering. And yeah, I'm excited to give it a try. I was going to ask you, I've not heard of that, but then you said Irish pub. I think maybe we did go there. They had a lot, they had like a live Irish singer um, one night. I think it was like maybe even our last night. So we went there for drinks and it was really, really fun. We didn't eat there, but the atmosphere was really good and like the entertainment was good. So yeah, good shout. There we go. And then we move on to week two. Oh no, we don't. We've got Friday as well. Clearly I can't count or say the days of the week. So Friday, we've booked a park reservation at Hollywood Studios, but I actually think we'll probably have a rest day. So have a bit of a lie-in and then maybe just go to the pool. Maybe we'll do something like, I don't know if Grumpy will want to go and do some Disney golf or whatever. Something that he really wants to do while we're in America is watch an NFL game. So I'm looking into whether it's possible to watch either the Tampa, whatever they're called, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's probably completely wrong or even the University of Florida is not that far away. So even if it was like a college football game, he said he'd love to see that as well. I think NFL games are normally on Fridays or Sundays. So I'm trying to keep Friday, Friday, that's Friday and Sunday mixed up, Friday. I'm trying to keep Friday as free as I possibly can in case we need to do that. So yeah, we have the park reservation for Hollywood Studios, probably won't do anything. For dinner, I this answers your question about character dining, Tash. I would love to go to Ohana. So Ohana, for those of you that aren't familiar, is at the Polynesian Resort, which is one of the main sort of Magic Kingdom resorts that's on that monorail loop. And it's a luau theme. There's unlimited food. It's like full on all you can eat or all you care to eat, I think Disney call it. And the Ohana noodles are infamous. The Ohana pudding is also infamous. You can get Dole Whip also from one of the little kiosks at the Polynesian. It's just like food central. And at the moment, it's not a character dine, but it normally would be. So I really want to go. If it just so happens to be a character dine in September, then whoops. But who wouldn't want unlimited noodles with Lilo and Stitch? You know, I, I think that would be great. I like the care to eat over the cat, all you can eat. I've not, I mean, that's not what they called it, but yeah, yeah. I, I like that. It's, it kind of changes the meaning of it, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I think we spoke about this when we were speaking about character dine before and how, you know, I think it's not, exclu- it doesn't feel like it's exclusively a character dine, even if there are characters there, because there's other stuff going on. So I feel like if you're going to do character dine, that's probably one that's not quite so full on, so a good choice of one to do. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, well, of course, I completely agree. I love character dying, but hopefully Grumpy will agree as well. And then next, so now we're on to the following week and it's Saturday. Now, this one is really special 
And I said I wasn't going to give exact dates because I didn't want anyone to like, you know, stalk me or whatever, but I kind of have to here. So the Saturday um, is a momentous occasion for Epcot and I'll say no more. So even though it's a Saturday in Epcot during Food and Wine, which, you know, touring plans will tell you is a big red flag. I kind of have to be there for that day because I'm hoping that there'll be some sort of limited edition merch or whatever. So we'll get there really, really early. Like we'll have the extra magic hours because we're Disney Resort guests. So hopefully we can get in a bit earlier. We'll be there for rope drop. We'll have a very early start. And because I'm expecting Epcot to be absolutely rammed on this day, my plan is simply to drink around the world or enjoy food and wine. So we won't go with the, you know, the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The intention of riding attractions, because I do think it will be very busy on that Saturday and dining. I forgot about dining. Sorry. Um, I've got two here, either Chef de France or Beer Garden. Chef de France for me, Beer Garden for Grumpy. I need to decide. <laughs> Maybe let Grumpy have this one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, again, great plan. I think one of my favourite days when on my trip was when we did our drink around the world day in Epcot because it was just so chilled and so fun. And again, not having that pressure of having to go on attractions, I really liked. So, yeah, I'm very jealous of this trip so far. Hey, you haven't got to the end yet. It could all no, exactly. down. It could all be awful. So then we have our Sunday. Sunday is another Animal Kingdom day. So actually... This is the first repeat. Oh no, Epcot. We've been we've been to Epcot twice, but one of them was for attractions, one was for drinking and food. So this is our second sort of, you know, going back to a park. I don't really know if we'll need to go back to Animal Kingdom, to be completely honest with you, but we'll see. You know, all of this is TBC. It depends how many attractions and things we do on the first day. And then because we're at Animal Kingdom, I would love to go for dinner at Sana at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And Grumpy and I have actually looked at potentially upgrading our holiday to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I'm very frustrated that we didn't do it in the beginning. So I think if we just stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge from the beginning, it would have only been about £500 extra each. Whereas at the moment, if we upgrade the travel company that we booked through, which is TUI, are saying that they'll cancel our existing holiday and book a new one which means that we lose our dining credit and the tickets are more expensive and it adds like an extra 2,500 total, which we're not willing to spend. So I'm actually at the moment waiting for somebody from TUI to get back to me to see if it is possible to upgrade us to Animal Kingdom Lodge because I just feel like I really, really want to stay there. Mm, Interesting plan. That's totally Mm. different. So that would be for the whole of your trip, right? You would do that. Yeah, so I I think you and I discussed staying there for one night and for a Savannah View room for one night at that time, it's £500 for the night, whereas the whole holiday was £1,000. So I was like, I can't can't swallow one night for £500. I can't do that. So if Tui come back and they're like, we're really sorry, it's going to be £2,500, then I just, I don't know, I'll do something different to make up for it I'll do like a nice dinner or whatever but I want to eat at sauna at Animal Kingdom Lodge regardless of whether or not we stay there because the bread service and you know need I say more bread I mean yeah bread bread is a, is a winner for, for any restaurant I think so um yeah wise choice 
Cool. And then Monday, we're going back to Hollywood Studios. And this will be to kind of explore the rest of the studio. So hopefully we'll have done Guardians of, not Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy's Edge. My gosh. We'll hopefully have explored Galaxy's Edge fully the first time. So this will be to do like everything else, Slinky Dog Dash, Tower of Terror, Indiana Jones, you name it. And for dinner, I'm hoping to book the sci-fi and theatre dine-in. And I was kind of toying between 50s primetime and sci-fi, but I think that 50s primetime might be too much for Grumpy with the way that the servers are like, take your elbows off the table and like, you know, don't put your hands in your pockets, all that kind of stuff. I really can't see Grumpy vibing with that. So I think sci-fi, sci-fi theatre dine-in will be safer. Yeah, I completely agree on that one. They leave you to it a lot more. And actually, it's I found that it's a nice kind of like break as well because, you know, you're in the dark, it's chilled, you've got the the movie playing, you don't really have to talk, so you can have a little bit of time out. So I think that it's quite nice in, in that respect. Yeah, me too. And then Tuesday, we've got an Epcot reservation, but we will probably go to Blizzard Beach and for dinner, I actually have picked an Epcot restaurant because even if we do go to Blizzard Beach, we can still go to Epcot after because obviously the water parks close quite early. So if we finish at the water park at like five, go home, have a shower quickly, hop over to Epcot, have dinner, watch the show, whatever we want to do. And so for dinner, I potentially would like to book either Takumi Thai which I know is very expensive. And that's why I've put Morimoto Asia earlier on in the trip. Because if that kind of fulfills my sushi craving, then we don't necessarily need the Takumi Thai reservation the second week. Or Via Napoli, which obviously is the Italian restaurant. Really great pizza, the best pizza on property, but it is just pizza. So I'm not quite sure there. It could go in either direction. Maybe we throw in Chef de France or Beer Garden, depending on which one we don't eat at the first time. It's quite nice to have a question mark over a day, I think, and, and kind of decide, you know, how you're feeling closer to the time. For me, I'd definitely go Italian. I'm not a big sushi fan. Um, I know you say it's just pizza, but, you know, if it's really good pizza, then, you know, if you're in America, I think you should go for Italian. That's a very good point. Very good point. And then Wednesday is... At the moment, we've got a reservation for Magic Kingdom, but I've got it as a rest day. And for dinner, I would like to get a reservation at Steakhouse 71, which is the big restaurant at the Contemporary. The reason being you can watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks from your table, which I just think is awesome. And again, it's steak. So that's going to make my husband very happy. Thursday, an Epcot reservation, but again, it will probably be a rest day. And then this is an interesting one. So I actually want to have brunch on that rest day, if it is indeed a rest day, at Chef Art's Homecoming or Chef Art Smith, I think is his name. Um, Homecoming basically is the restaurant. So Homecoming is in Disney Springs, not Village. And apparently it's like the best brunch food. And I just thought that towards the end of a holiday, that might be a nice way to, you know, you don't normally have brunch at Walt Disney World. So why not? You don't. No, I've not heard of this as well. So, um, yeah, you have to let me know how that is. But, yeah, I do love a good brunch. And then the final day, I mean, it's obvious. Go on, Tash. The final day, what you're doing? Yeah, I think it's obvious. Magic Kingdom? 
Yeah. You've got a star on end at the magic. I mean, it's just the way of the world. And I'd love to have lunch at Plaza Garden, Plaza Restaurant, I think it's called in Walt Disney World. And that's just because it's a classic. And I found out recently that they've got the Monte Cristo sandwich from Disneyland. And I wasn't brave enough to try it before, but I'm going to do it this time, I promise. Nice. Okay. Well, that sounds like a very jam packed but, you know, you've got some flexibility in there in terms of rest days and pool days and things like that. So I think that sounds like a very strong plan. Um, so is there anything else that you're doing? So we kind of, I know this is a chat Disney, but you kind of mentioned Universal. So is it looking like you're probably not going to do those parks or what are you thinking? So if we do Universal, there's basically no rest days in the plan. But I've mentioned that to Grumpy and he's actually fine with that. He's like go big or go home like that's bury him like his stag do that he had earlier this year because covid ruined everything he also he had a staggy moon there we are and he literally was on the first ski lift in the morning and then in the afternoon when most people were like right i'm gonna go back to the hotel now and like have a shower and stuff for dinner he and like two others were like, okay, bye, and carried on skiing and then just met them at the restaurant in their ski stuff because that's just that's just him. That's like, you know him. He's very all or nothing. And he's like, nah, you're dragging me all this way. Like, we're going hard. We're, we're getting there a rope drop. We're staying till the end, which is amazing to hear. But he's very like committed. And I said like about rest days, he's like, nah. Like, I, I said about pool days to him the other day and he's like, there's not going to be a pool day. And I'm like, there will, there definitely will. And he's like, "Mm, will there? So that's not a worry. Like if there are no rest days, I think that's actually okay. It's more that, I don't know if I really need to do Universal because I did it in 2019 at California. The only thing that is tempting me is Diagon Alley because I've done Hogsmeade a couple of times, but I've never done Diagon Alley. So maybe it's one day, but then the frustrating thing is that I think Island of Adventure is the better park and Diagon Alley is not in Island of Adventure. It's in Universal Studios. I don't know is the answer. Um, But once I have a definitive, I will let you know. Um, Yeah. And then I can run through some quick dine options if you like, and you can tell me if you ate at any of them. Yeah, go for it. Cool. So these are ones that I want to eat at. I mean, I'm going to be very fat when I get back if I manage to these, eat. These, just to clarify so for our listeners, so this is what you're thinking for your lunches? Lunches or, or this, if you maybe, don't have reservations? Yeah, may, maybe even dinner. Like we might we might decide, you know, after Be Our Guest, Ogre's Cantina, Yak and Yeti, La Celia and Raglan Road that we don't need all you care to enjoy noodles. <laughs> and so we don't need another table service restaurant the following day. So yeah, these are backup options if we don't get the reservations that we want or we decide that we don't need a table service every single day. And um, as Tash said, you do get fined if you don't turn up. So my intention is to book all of the table service restaurants that I want, which at the moment is like one a day, but I'm sure we won't eat at a table service every single day because it'll get very expensive and it'll be a lot of food. So yeah, these are sort of backups, but essentially these are things that we don't have to book in advance. So we can just decide when we're there. So at Magic Kingdom, I've got Sleepy Hollow, which is where Sleepy Hollow is like the Liberty Square kind of area. And I believe Sleepy Hollow is where you can get like the waffle, the loaded waffles, and they do like the chicken waffle sandwich, and then you can get like strawberry Nutella waffles. So I thought that might be a good breakfast um, alternative. I don't know if you managed to foray into the Sleepy Hollow, Tash. Yeah, that's where um, the Sleepy Hollow stand week, I got the um, the cinnamon, the cinnamon, the um, 
um, churro, baby brain there, forgot what they were called, a churro ice cream sandwich from there. I forgot about the ice cream sandwich. That's very exciting. So then Hollywood Studios, I've got Docking Bay 7 or Ronto Roasters, which are both in Galaxy's Edge. And we'll probably eat there when we do the Ogre's Cantina, if we get the reservation. And then, of course, I've got Woody's Lunchbox, which is for the lunchbox tart. And I can't remember what they're called. Is it like Tochos or something? Yeah. I didn't eat them because they have meat on them. But, oh, my God, I was so... I've I've nearly caved because they looked so good when Benji had them. Oh, I'm really, yeah, really excited about that. Then at our resort, I don't know why I've decided to go for that next, but why not? (laughs) There's a really gorgeous restaurant at Coronado Springs called Three Bridges. And it's literally in the middle of a lake and it's connected to the resort by Three Bridges, as the name would suggest. And it looks so picturesque. I've seen so many pictures of people like sipping a margarita while they're like, you know, sunset over this lake. It just looks really nice. And Coronado Springs theming, It's kind of Latin American, Mexican inspired with lots of colonial Spanish flair. So the food at the Three Bridges restaurant is very similar to that. So things like nachos and chorizo and bread and olives and all that good stuff. Sounds absolutely divine. Yeah. So hopefully I can eat there. Animal Kingdom. I mean, it's obvious. Satuli Canteen. Definitely want to eat at the Satuli Canteen. It's where you can get the cheeseburger pods, but also you can get healthy options there as well. So if we are feeling a bit heavy after all that mac and cheese and steak and God knows what else, you can create these kind of like bowls, basically. It's bowl food where you pick your meat, your veg, whatever. And so I'm very excited about the Satuli Canteen. Yeah, but we didn't do that one. But again, I think I just wasn't bothered by the food there. We did the eight spoon cafe for the baked mac and cheese, which was really good um, in Animal Kingdom. Um, they're quite small portions. So, yeah, and you can get them with like prawns and bacon and stuff. So if you do do a second day, I would recommend that. Nice. And then Disney Springs. I think we're going to have to do a whole other episode on snacks. I've also got a list just of snacks that I want to try, but we're talking about restaurants today. Disney Springs, I've got the Four Rivers Barbecue Food Truck. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Blaze Fast Fired Pizza, BB Wolf Sausage Co., Chicken Guy, which I'm, I know you're Veggie Tash, but Chicken Guy, I'm so unbelievably excited about. There's like something crazy, like 120 different sources to try, which I just, yeah, that blows my mind. Uh, Disney Mac and Cheese Food Truck, obviously. Deluxe Burger, The Daily Poutine, again, obviously. And I, what's that I've written down? Yes, say, is that like a, oh my God. Yeah, of course. It's called Yeesake. I didn't even remember this. It's a pokey place. I'm obsessed with pokey. I have pokey like every time I go to London for work. Um, so yeah, obviously I'm going to have that. Yeah, that that's your lot. Nice. I think that sounds like a very well-planned, lots of thought has obviously gone into it. And I mean, yeah, it's you. I know you love your food and you love Disney. So I know that that's probably like the biggest element that you've been planning with this trip. So yeah, cool. It's been really good to hear your updated plans. And I'm sure we will be talking about them more as it gets closer to September and you go and once your plans are more finalised. Yes, I'm really looking forward to that. We'll we'll definitely, yeah, once I've got those dining reservations confirmed and a bit more of an idea of the itinerary, I'm sure there's going to be many, many episodes, episodes 
goodness me, I'm getting baby brain. It's catching episodes to come. But for now, we will wrap up and head into our final segment, which is our thoughts on the first look at Disney's Elemental. Elemental, Elemental? Elemental. Yeah, here we go. Well, what are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. So I didn't even know this was a movie until the other day. Um, I don't know if many people did. I don't know if it just bypassed me or if they had an, or if they had an unannounced project. I, I don't know. I've not been very with it in the world of, of any news and Disney news over the past couple of months. Um, so, yeah, I, I, did you know that this was a thing? No, this is the first time I've heard of it. Okay, cool. Because there's another movie coming out, right, that is to do with, this is a different movie. There's another one we spoke about in another episode, which is to do with another planet, I believe. And this is not this one. This is about elements. So this is about fire and water and earth and what's the air? They're the four elements, right? They're the four elements, yes. Or wind, wind, air, air is more appropriate. Cool. So what we're going to do, because as I say, Disney and Pixar have announced that this is going to be their next animated feature coming in. um, They've said at the moment coming to cinema in June 2023, whether that happens or not remains to be seen. And so what we're going to do is we're going to play you a short clip here. It's a two minute clip. And this is actually from um, a third party. So this is from a YouTube account called Fire TV. And they're going to be talking into what we know at this point about the movie from what Disney and Pixar have told us. So Tash and I will keep Stum for now and let you listen along with us at home. If you would like the link to the YouTube video, I will pop it on our Twitter, which is at ChatDisneyUK, so that you can have a look. If you just look at hashtag ChatDisneyElementals, then I'll make sure that I use that hashtag so that you can easily locate the video and then you can watch it along with us at home. And then once Tash and I have watched this together, we will let you know our thoughts. Disney Pixar has given us the scoop on their next film, and it's called Elemental. The animated film is inspired by director Peter San's childhood, growing up in New York. Elemental is the story of Ember and Wade, a fire element and a water element. Ember and Wade live in a city where fire, water, land, and air elements all live and thrive together. As different as fire and water are, the characters learn about each other and how much they are actually alike. Taking a look at the concept art, it is immediately reminiscent of Inside Out and Soul. I feel like we've seen this before, so it's a little disappointing to see something look so similar, but I'll still give it a chance and see what Pixar does to make it stand out on its own. The director said, My parents immigrated from Korea in the early 1970s and built a bustling grocery store in the Bronx. We were among many families who ventured to a new land with hopes and dreams. All of us mixing into one big salad bowl of cultures, languages, and beautiful little neighborhoods. That's what led me to Elemental. Peter Son has worked at Pixar for many years, doing voices for characters... Ah, my name's Scott Squibbles. My friends call me Squishy. ...story work, and his first Pixar directing gig was the partly cloudy short, and then he went on to the feature length The Good Dinosaur in 2015. Pixar has been on a roll with its last couple films. Luca and Turning Red had a charming, unique animation style that really set them apart. Being that this is a simple concept art, we won't really know what style this may end up as. I'm really hoping it's not another Inside Out. 
I loved that movie, but we've already gone into the emotions. Of course, we've gone into the soul. And now it seems like we'll meet all the elements with a very simple message of we all may be different, but we need each other to thrive. The director concluded with some elements mix with each other and some don't. What if these elements were alive? Elemental lands in theaters on June 16th, 2023. What are your thoughts on Pixar's next movie? Leave- what are our thoughts on Pixar's next movie? So before he said about Inside Out and Soul, my first thought was this is going to be like Inside Out and Soul. I think they'll go back to that original animation style. My heart dropped when I learned that he is the person who directed The Good Dinosaur because I hate that movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my my relationship with Pixar has been rocky, I would say, over the past two films. I, I didn't really care for Turning Red that much. I didn't care for Luca at all, really. Soul was fine. Um, but, yeah, I feel like we've been kind of falling out, so I'm not sure that this is going to recuperate that love. But I do I do think I'm more intrigued by the idea of it than I was for Luca and Turning Red. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, Tash. I had really similar thoughts. I didn't make the connection between Elemental and Soul, but I absolutely did with Inside Out and, and Elemental. Like, it's just so obvious. Fire and water going on a quest together to try and unify their differences. I mean, it's just joy and sadness all over again. So that's kind of disappointing to me. I also, when they said it's the director that gave us Partly Cloudy, I was like, okay, great. I like that short and The Good Dinosaur, I was like, no, absolutely not. It's the worst Pixar movie of all time. You heard that here first, and I will die on that hill. So I'm not looking forward to that aspect of it. The animation style bothers me less. I think for me, Pixar's definitely been on a bit of a journey of evolution recently, and I'm here for it. Like, I I, I don't care either way. I think that you generally, Tash, are a little bit more into Pixar than I am in terms of like the older stuff so I can understand why you feel more disappointed that they're walking away from kind of their roots and the foundation that they laid I do feel a bit sad like I I actually watched Monsters Inc not that long ago and haven't watched it fully for a long time and I forgot how wonderful that movie is like I really understand now why it's one of your favorites it's such a fantastic film and I'd really like to go back and revisit Finding Me My Bug's Life and unfortunately I think the quality of those original Pixar movies is just not there with the more recent ones I actually did like Soul, Luca and Turning Red but when you compare them to Toy Story, Cars, even The Incredibles the movies are not up to scratch when, with what we expect from, from Pixar so I'm very interested to see how this one evolves I do think it will be very similar to Inside Out I'm more curious about Lightyear at this point and we don't have very long to wait for that one Mm, I'm really quite excited for for Lightyear. And again, I'm trying to go in with no kind of prior idea and, you know, comparing it to Toy Story. I'm trying to look at it as as its completely own thing because it is. But yeah, I am, I'm quite, I have quite high hopes for Lightyear. So I'm hoping I'm not going to be disappointed. I have a hypothesis about Lightyear. Ooh, do tell. I think you're going to hate it. (laughs) Because, well, because... I think you'll like the animation style and stuff because it's Pixar, but I, I, the way I see it, right, it's set in space and it's Chris Evans. So I think it's going to be a Marvel, an animated Marvel movie in space, which is like I nightmare. I think you might be quite right there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. So we'll, we'll see. We'll report back. We'll see if my hypothesis is correct. 
But anyway, in the meantime, we hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Please do let us know your thoughts about everything that we've discussed today. If you think any of my dining res, if you think I can't talk, let me know. I definitely can't. If you think any of my dining reservations are trash, then you can get in touch and tell me where I should be dining. Our Twitter is at ChatDisneyUK. Or you can find us on Instagram at ChatDisney. Join us next week. We will be back the same time and the same place for the last episode of May 2022. Where is this year running away with us? I, I, I don't even know. I know. Me neither. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.